right, hi everybody, it's Krishna Kitty. It is August 5th, 2023, and I'm going to do some podcasts um, about the quote-unquote militia movement. I'm all over the place. I know I haven't been on here regularly, and I apologize. I do put videos out on Clapper, C-L-A-P-P-R. It's an app like TikTok, but not owned by Chinese. And I am on TikTok as Kalishna Kitty. Also, look me up. Um, K-A-L-I-S-H-N-I-K-I-T-T-Y. Okay. Um, anyway, I wanted to do some more about homelessness and poverty and the working poor in America. But I had a number of people reach out to me and said, you're earlier, when you were first on here, you're all about the militia, 3%. You have stickers in your fitness studio about 3%. What is that all about? Can you go into some detail? Can you expose it? Your next expose, whatever. Um, so I'm going to do that a little bit because I want to. First, I want to say I always believe in the 3% ideology. I do have a 3% flag in my studio. It says the Second Amendment on there, a quote by George Washington, a well-regulated militia. Um, George Washington's quote about, you know, people should be well-trained, have enough arms, know how to use them. All those things that no longer exist today. Okay, here's the bottom line. We don't have a well-regulated militia. We never will have a well-regulated militia. Every citizen in the United States is technically in the militia. Um, And I've really delved into the history of it at one time and even been to the Relic Room in South Carolina and Columbia where they have lots of exhibits and talk about the militia up until really World War I as being something viable. Um, basically, our founding fathers never intended to have a standing army or a standing police force, let alone a militarized police force. So the militia was the way to protect the townspeople against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And yes, they did train, typically up until about the age, I think it was like 45 or 50, but don't forget people lived very short lives, typically back then. But reality, anyone that could muster was part of the militia including um, African-Americans, Indians, Native Americans. I'm sorry, I'm being politically incorrect there, okay? Uh, I'm just putting this out, all right? So for a lot of people, they're like, okay, so what is the militia movement today? Tell me about it. Back in the mid-2000s, when I came face-to-face with the totalitarian police state, I got, you know, after watching 1984 and becoming obsessed with it, I thought maybe there were people, and I apologize, my dogs bark every time I want to do a podcast, but I really believe maybe there were people that would stand up against absolute tyranny if the day ever came, but I realized in the mid-2000s, as I do now, that people are LARPers, live action role players, yes. Now, in the 2000s, I was involved very loosely with a quote-unquote group. There was no roles, there was no official record of who was even really in the group, except for some notes and newspapers for people being at events. Um, basically, you know, your picture's taken or your name gets a newspaper loosely associated with the group, or people know that so-and-so, these people are in a group. Nobody really called themselves a militia. It was more of survivalists. Um, preppers that were also training. But I realized very quickly, even then, in the mid-2000s, that people were full of crap. Because as soon as, you know, I will never, you take my weapon from my cold, dead hands. Well, you know what? I realized it was all a bunch of crock of shit. Um, 
people will turn on you in a heartbeat. They will turn you over to the Gestapo. I'm sorry about some background noise. I really just want to get this done tonight. Okay. So I saw the hypocrisy. I also saw how evil our criminal justice system is, the court systems, everything else firsthand. And I believed in the concept. I believed I read a Ruby Ridge. I got to talk to people that knew um, the daughter of Ruby Ridge. I really believe in the concept of the 3%, meaning that 3% of the American colonists did stand up against the British at the beginning. Remember the Patriot? They locked the people in that barn and burned them alive. Yeah, there are a lot of people after that kind of shit happened. You know what? We need to do something, okay? But 3% was an ideology to me, and it always was, that we will not allow them to take our guns. They will not allow them to take our ammo. We will stand against tyranny, but in 2020, I saw that was complete bullshit. In 2020, I realized after um, uh, my relationship ended because of my political beliefs and my fact that I would not bow to tyranny, I realized I'm living out all alone in the middle of nowhere. Um, I wanted to find some survivalists, some preppers. Because the people, even through my work, were over an hour and a half away from me sometimes. And I, my brick and mortar company was in one place, but then my, I knew they had this fitness camp and they had training people that were doing all this, but I didn't live there. So I went on the internet to try to find like-minded people and happened to get back involved with quote unquote 3%. It was actually called 3% Defense Militia. Um... And just the way it was. And I really believe maybe I'd find people that were like-minded, that were serious about planning for survival, if shit hit the fan, or people that were into true homesteading, I guess you could say, militia, that would stand up and not bow, meaning that we would go off the grid and do whatever we had to do to survive, basically be the resistance. But what I found was complete opposite. Now, since that time, I have pretty much gone off the grid. I do not have electricity. I've talked about that before. I have been involved with homesteading groups. Some of them are involved in Second Amendment stuff. Some of them aren't. You know, but then recently the people that I've worked with since 2012 who are hundreds of acres, millions of dollars spent on building compounds, stockpiling supplies. I mean, going around the country talking and teaching and even pushing people's products. Basically said, we're done. We're selling off most of our land. We're selling up all our survival crap. We're going to buy a million-dollar home at the beach and live out our lives now because we've been duped. Yeah. Pretty hard-hitting. Although I do believe the people that I work with did not bow to tyranny. We lost up. I saw people lose their businesses. I did see some people stand, but so few. But the people are tired. You know, they're close to 60 now. They realized they spent their last 25 years prepping for something that did not happen. They're tired. And I get it. They realized that. And also I've seen a lot of things that I don't believe Civil War will happen. 2020 was a game to see how people would act when some people were called essential and some people were called non-essential. Where people turned someone over to Gestapo, you know, the police state in America. And what we saw was yes. So even people I know that are military high level have said, as shit as the fan, it's going to be nuclear between China and Taiwan. Who the fuck wants to survive that? 
I don't. Okay? It's not going to... We're not going to have a war in the streets. People... If tomorrow the government set up at people's homes and all these militia groups and said, give me your guns and ammo, they would do it. All right? Point blank. Like, that's just the way it is. So, militia groups. Some states like South Carolina have tried to put together bills that said everyone is part of an organized militia. They never really passed. In reality, every citizen is a militia. That is a quote by our founding fathers. But in reality, militia groups are this. They're a bunch of middle-aged to older, overweight men trying to relive their glory days in the military or relive days that they never were actually in the military but wish they were. They're LARPers, live-action role-play. They have done too much Call of Duty in Assassin's Creed and want to now relive this. All right, um, training. You know, when I was involved in the group in the mid-2000s, there was a small group of us and that were also homestead. All right, so the place I trained in the 2000s, people really were homesteading. I'll say that. I mean, complete survivalists, canning, um, slaughtering their own food, processing their own food. And there was a network of people they knew. You only knew a couple other families who the exact were that shit the fam. People were going to come together at the very local level within a mile, two miles, three miles, and then network out. But there was no rosters. There was nothing. This is in 2007, 8, 9, okay? We want something called Ning. Um, it was like a MySpace kind of thing. Nobody really knew. It, it was nothing organized, really, that was involved. But yet it was very big. Because when they did have, like, get-togethers, all these people would show up. Hundreds of people. So, like, a concert or something. And everyone would kind of know, oh, yeah, we're like-minded. But, sadly, that group got infiltrated by... White nationalists, which are complete freakos I want nothing to do with. And when I say infiltrate, it means that people didn't realize these people had these views. They came in and good people left because of that, obviously. But when I was involved, we had people of all races, all religions. And unfortunately, though, the government is going to look for the bad to share you know oh you're a bunch of well a bunch of races so we had every race you could imagine that were friends in this group in the mid-2000s I was involved with um but yes they did get involved the people that were involved in the group something online called Stormfront at the time which is David Duke and Don Black and there were some racial overtones that came about and so there was a lot of people that distanced themselves and really just broke down to these little local cells at that point um, and that's the problem with the groups. You know, back then, anyone could get involved. My brother came out from California. He's a skinhead, but he's cool. Um, he'll stand with us if shit hits the fan. If I remember the big thing back then was still illegal immigration, the schools, the North American Trade Agreement were all going to become the North American Union. Real ID was a popular thing. It's always something. But, again... For the most part, it was a bunch of people getting together on the weekends. And then you have the radicals that really destroy any good people in the group. Because the good people are going to see the radicals come in and go. Or you just have people that are honestly just LARPing. And that's what I saw in 2020. I joined a group called the um, 3% Defense Militia. They were a national organization. I was involved in South Carolina. Um, I actually rose pretty high up in the ranks during recruiting. And it's a... It's a 
I really was looking for a survival network. What I found was anything but. It was, they made, you know, most groups are going to say we have all these members, all these members. Well, they really don't. And it's usually just a bunch of men. Their wives and the rest of their families do not support what they're doing. So they get together on the weekend. They play war games. And it's pretty pathetic. Being someone in the fitness industry for over 20 years and working in this, where, where my fitness company, I subcontracted running camps and all these militia groups come through from all over the country, do these fitness courses and want to train and stand up and shit as a fan. Yeah, we also had ordinary people. We did the Boy Scouts. We did everything, right? In reality, militia groups were the biggest joke, all right? You have men... Overweight, out of shape, can't run a mile. And the ones that have been through the military, you know, I remember saying, why don't we have a boot camp? They don't exercise. They don't take the attendance of militia. A well-regulated militia was not just how much guns and ammo could I stockpile. It was, can I feed my family if shit hit the fan, right? They have no interest in that. Could, what would happen if the grid go down? No interest in that. All it was was move suit, communicate, concealment versus cover, and people with stupid call signs like naked cowboy and, I mean, just stupid ass shit. It was, it was hysterical, honestly. They take it seriously because they're trying to relive something, but what's sad thing is I took it seriously. See, in 2020, when all this hit, and I realized in my mind, okay, shit's really going to hit the fan. I'm the resistance. There has to be other people that think like me. I didn't find that in the militia movement. All right? I saw everyone give in and pretty much comply with tyranny. There was one or two, and the funny thing is we had one guy in a group, a black guy, who was pretty cool. And I remember going with him to Lowe's and all these stores, and we were the only two people who refused to put a mask on our face. We would die before we complied. I didn't see other people in the group do that. They kept their jobs. I had to put my kids through college. They always came up with an excuse to comply with tyranny. They had no idea what they would do for if shit hit the fan tomorrow. I got 5,000 rounds of ammo or 20,000 rounds of ammo and all these guns. And I'm going to put them in my pickup and we're going to... what? Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? No plan. Your wife doesn't support you. Your girlfriend doesn't support you. The rest of your family doesn't support you. What are you going to do? You know, I used to sit and think about a shit the fan. What would I do? You know, I at one point had plans. This is what I would do. And I realized, my God, these people are clueless. First of all, they love to run around and battle battle, okay? Battle battles, they can put on their tactical gear and their camo and their vests and they're going to have their magazines hanging on them. Like they're going to battle and their IFAX and everything, okay? If shit at the fan and you run out like you and battle battle, like you are in the U.S. military and you're going to go for it, you're going to be the first one to die because people are going to see those 30-round magazines hanging off your vest, right? Your rig, your chest, you know, rig. They're going to shoot you and kill you and take your ammo and your guns. You're a fucking idiot. Number two, none of these people practice survival skills. No one, knew how, no one had an interest in stockpiling food. No one had an interest in... Getting their families involved, knowing their interest in actually learning real survival, real medical. It was a complete, utter joke. I stayed in the group much longer than I should have. One, because I was devastated because of some personal issues in my life and it was the only connection I had. 
And I kept thinking maybe someone would join that really understood about survival and it would turn into something. Or, but eventually it just became so laughable. I could not even stand it. When you have people that call themselves a militia but can't run a mile without load, let alone with a loaded vest, with all their gear, no plans for survival, with stupid call signs, hypocrites. So when you hear that people talk about militia in this country, we don't have militia. There's no threat to anybody. Why anyone would think of militia as a threat? They're the biggest joke in the entire world. You know, I know people in the homesteading community that, you know, laugh about it. They're like, yeah, you know, true people that are planning to survive, like people I've worked with, don't tell people how many guns of guns and how much ammo they have, where their weapons are. But they also realize they're probably not going to survive. I remember when, you know, the gentleman I've worked with for many years always said, you know, I run businesses. I'm never at my house, my compound. They had all this acres and spent, you know, his dad and him 25 plus years building this thing. But if you're not there when shit is a fan, do you think you're going to get back? The militia is a joke. So for those people that ask, you know, militia, 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 there is no militia. The militia existed in the 1700s as a police force to guard local communities because they did not want a standing police force, nor did they want a standing army. Um, again, I've been to the Relic Room in South Carolina. I've studied militia history. I found the graves of militiamen. Up until World War I, yes, we had a viable militia, pretty much. But a militia is not 45-plus-year-old men with beer bellies playing war games on the weekend and these groups are so pathetic they would promote people with no experience it was just a joke why am i telling you this what about people ask honestly i do believe in the ideology of three percent even if nobody else does the ideology of three percent if you read early documents go back to the revolutionary war even the civil war on both sides we will stand up for what we believe in, even if we stand alone. Even if it's just 1%, 2%, 3%. Even when the Civil War started, it was 3% on either side, maybe, that came together. I believe in that. But I no longer think it's even close to that. I don't even know if it's 1%. I don't know. Because I didn't see it in 2020. And now, as you know, the people that I work with have said, this is going to be a civil war. There's not going to be anything. What's going to happen is there'll be some kind of thing with Taiwan and China, and we're all going to be nuclear annihilated. Or the aliens will come in the star seeds. I'm leaning towards that. Regardless, it's ridiculous. The people that are playing these games are a joke. So for those people out there, when they get nervous to gas prices, it's going to happen, that's going to happen. But I want to go for, what about the militia? The only way the militia could exist is if the small town police and politicians, mayor, town council, created a small militia of their able-bodied citizens, but it had to be more than guns and ammo. Because don't forget back in Civil War times, the militia also, people were feeding them, bringing the food to the front lines, bringing the, you know, all the supplies to take care of the children, 
It was more than stockpiling guns and freaking ammo. That's not... Okay. I get very emotional about this because I've seen a lot of people taken by many, many, many groups across the country. I've, I've seen this for a long time. I'm not a fan of the government. Me and the government parted ways a very long time ago. I believe I'm a libertarian. Both parties are corrupt. And I know many expats. They're the closest I could find to militia movement. People that did give up everything they have to go off the grid pretty much. But they're not looking to fight. They're just looking to kind of do what Walking Dead did. We're going to survive somehow and wait for everybody else to kill themselves off. So when I hear the news talk about right-wing extremists, I've seen these right-wing extremists as a joke, just like left-wing extremists are a joke too. People believe in things for a very short period of time. Could there be militia? Yeah. If, like in South Carolina, they said every citizen is part of the unorganized militia, if shit at the fan, take up weapons against, but against who? And who would do it? No one's willing to die for what they believed in. I saw that in 2020. They shut the churches. They shut their businesses. They put masks on their faces and their children's faces. I want to throw up every time I think about this. I believe in my past lives I've stood against these kind of things. That's why I feel so strongly, maybe. I could never comply. I never will comply. Every day during that time, I said, I don't, I, when my son was still home, I don't know if I'm going to, I could die today. If it came down to it, I will not, I will happily die first before I comply. And I still believe in that. I will not give up my rights. But we have. We have administrative agencies, whether it's social services, FDA, USDA, FTA, you know, um, all these illegal government agencies, even OSHA, everything. The, you know, regulatory agencies, these are all unconstitutional, and the American people have embraced it, allowed tyranny to flourish. We are not free. We cannot open a business. We cannot, ex we become criminals because we don't, can't afford car insurance. We can't afford the illegal taxation through fines and zoning and property taxes are unconstitutional, and not one person ever stood up to it. If truly the militia was supposed to have been what it was, People would have stood up against tyranny. It would have started with economic boycotts, economic shutdowns. Countries across Europe have done a shutdown the nation and changes come. No one goes to work. Not in America. No one gives a damn in America. It's over. America is not a free country. We are no longer a constitutional republic. We are a democracy, which is a totalitarian regime by the majority. We have executive orders which are unconstitutional. We have all these fourth branches of government and courts mean nothing. You know, most people don't even know that the Supreme Court ruled driver's licenses were unconstitutional in 2009. No one gives a damn. Property tax unconstitutional. Zoning is unconstitutional. Business license unconstitutional. Professional license unconstitutional. But we embrace it, embrace it. And when my generation's gone and probably the generation after me, if the world does not end, we will be 
no different than any other totalitarian nation. The sad thing is I have talked to people that lived through the Holocaust, parents lived through the Holocaust, grandparents lived through the Holocaust, people that had parents that fled from Cuba, from other totalitarian regimes, they had more freedom. I researched this. You'd need a boating license in Nazi Germany. You'd need a boating license in Fidel Castro. You need a hunting license. You could open a business. In fact, in Nazi Germany, people had businesses. They had churches open. Not in America. They tried to close that church. No more than three people gather together. Everyone obey. Obey the Gestapo in America. It's a topic that really hurts me because I have lost people that fought for freedoms. And for generations, our brave soldiers fought regimes that stood against the freedoms that we've taken away and lost and given away in this country. We are not free. We are nowhere close to being free. And it's, um, it's very sad. So... I can tell you a little bit more. I, you know, militia is a general term. There's probably hundreds of groups. You know, if you really delve into it, maybe even thousands. I don't know, because there's so many little groups. You have counties, people getting together, calling themselves this, calling themselves that. Um, I don't really know how to describe what you would call it, but um, there are probably hundreds of different militia groups. Some are organized, some are unorganized, some have websites. Um, but for the most part, I can tell you this. It is nothing more than middle-aged men that want to buy military gear, pretend to be soldiers, and live out a fantasy life on the weekend. And they're all going to die when shit is the fan. They have no, zero survival skills, zero networking when it comes to survival. It's an absolute joke. So, if you hear people talk about the militia movement, understand what a joke it really is. If you are a homesteader or a survivalist, people that truly are convicted like I am and my beliefs, we're going to stand, we're going to die for it. I didn't see that in the militia group I was in, which was a national group. I've seen so many people come through the fitness camps when I've taught exercise science, and I've taken them out. They can't freaking run a mile, walk a mile, go up a hill. It's a complete joke. A joke. And yet our government puts it out like some big threat. They're patsies. For the government's propaganda. The government is the enemy. The United Nations is the enemy. It's a huge picture. But we failed as Americans. Within a generation or two. Our rights are completely going to be lost. We don't have any rights now. The 1960s. Signified the end. Once welfare began. And the family unit was dismembered. By welfare and Medicaid, and all these different things. And then we add even the Republicans with the war on drugs and criminalization of everything, and everyone going to jail, and business licenses, professional licenses, zoning, permits, this agency, that agency. 
You can't afford to pay your fines, go to jail. You can't afford car insurance, go to jail. You can't afford this, go to jail. We are peasants. We are serfs under a feudal lord. I'll be back maybe tomorrow, or next couple of days to do more on this. People are living under underpasses, living in their cars because they can't find a place to fucking rent in America. That's reasonable. The rich will be rich and the poor will die. And everybody else will act like they don't know what the hell's going on. We are the dead. Have a good night, everybody. God bless.